3: This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe.
4: Isn't that what we usually care about in sports, by the way? Don't you want your guy to just really want a ring? Jordan has more rings. LeBron has lost in the finals. He didn't get a ring. It's all about rings. It's about the rings! Can't be the GOAT unless you have more rings!
3: On 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Let's
4: talk about some Chiefs things, huh? Some of this I've talked about in various different forums. I am at a point right now in my life, in this week, in this month, whatever, where I have talked about so many of these things in so many different realms that you may have heard some of this. It may be all new one way or another. I hope you are enjoying it. But uh, the thing that we're going to talk about here, I want to play you some things that Justin Houston and uh and bob sutton and steven nelson had to say either over the weekend at training camp in st joe or yesterday there was no practice today right charlie thumbs up charlie says no practice today um and so they'll be back at it tomorrow i believe right charlie thumbs up thumbs up by charlie so we'll have uh have more stuff coming up the rest of this week also the entire purpose of Chiefs Central, which is the uh, the newborn baby over on Sports Radio eight ten, uh, which is the thing that happens after everything else is over, on eight ten every night. It's at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, whatever. Whenever Sports Night wraps up, baseball tonight post game wraps up, flip over to eight ten, and you will hear me giving you everything that happened in training camp that day. It's every single weekday during training camp. I've had an awesome time doing it, um, and uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's, a, it's accounting for everything that you, again, could need to possibly know that you may have missed. So if you have been religiously listening to that, first of all, thank you. Um, and second, some of this you'll have heard before. If you haven't been, I encourage you to go check it out. You can get the podcast for that at 810whb.com. I tweet them out from the 810 account. You usually retweet it from my account every night after the, uh, the podcasts are up. And last night, we we played a bunch of players uh, and also coaches. We played Chris Conley and Eric Berry. Um, They were both great. We may or may not get to them today during this show. We'll see. Um, I have a minute of Steven Nelson that is terribly, terribly insightful that I think is really interesting. Um, But the two things I'm definitely going to talk about here today is Justin Houston and Bob Sutton. Houston didn't talk for terribly long. He didn't need to. He gives you some great stuff here. Justin Houston, in these three minutes and ten seconds... It three ten, right, Beards? It's
1: 3 minutes and 10 seconds, yeah. Great.
4: This is out of my folder? Good. Some of these are manicured slightly differently than the original cuts. I couldn't remember if I had told Beards that. I love producing the shows on the air. Um, But Justin Houston tells you more in these next 3 minutes and 10 seconds than some players would give you in an entire season.
5: I I can feel it. It's just my body presence. When you have surgery and the surgery I had on my knee, it takes time. As much as you want to be ready... It still just take time to get your pop back and get where you want to be at. So I think I'm there. I th- I'm, I'm beyond there right now. And it just feels great to be back in that feeling. So
1: the past few years, you just weren't just completely right. And now you're, what you're saying you're, you're
5: there. Yeah, I didn't have all my strength in my leg. I was I was out there pretty much on one leg, but no excuses. So I was out there. So yeah. I had to do my job. though the it's going to be a to great the, year. I'm
1: sorry. And then last thing, just how have you how you've been feeling on the right side, getting some work there? I know it's kind
5: of... Like I said, it don't matter what Side. I want to be everywhere. Like I said, the weakest link—that's where I want to be. So every team is different. Everybody got a different weakest link. So whoever got the weakest link, wherever he is, that's where I want to be. When, when is that decided?
6: When, when they break the huddle? When,
5: when do you decide where to line up? Uh, that, that, that'll be game plan. Right now, we just—it doesn't matter. I'm pretty much picking and choosing. But week by week, it'll be game plan. Like I said, it depends on the opponent.
0: The, were you coming back or you, you were back to
5: where you were uh, not, not until this offseason. That's when I felt like it was, I felt more comfortable. It was, I, doing everything. I didn't feel comfortable doing everything when I was playing. But now I just, it just doesn't matter what I'm doing. I feel comfortable doing it. Did, did it heighten the disappointment level of the playoff
6: losses knowing that that wasn't, that wasn't you at 100%?
5: No, nah, because I don't make excuses. When I'm out there, so when I'm out there, I got to go. There's no excuses. That's life. You don't. <laughs> you just play the hand you dealt with. So, I, and that was the hand I was dealt. So I had to play. There was no excuses. And, um, uh, you have not just use up the strength
2: back and everything.
5: But are there other ways, maybe, you know, that you are changing as a player, whether it's technique, approach, style, moves? I would say wisdom. Uh, just getting a, a better feeling of the game and knowledge of the game to be able to see. And understand things before it happens. So if you, I, by formation, identifying plays, I can identify more plays now. Just getting more and more experience. Chris Jones says he wants to lead the
6: NFL in sacks.
5: Do you have something to say about that? I hope he do. I hope he do. He do. If, 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 I'll be happy for him, but I, I doubt he'd be me. But I, <laughs> no, I, he he definitely can. He he can do a lot of things for us that help us to be great
6: you have a goal in mind, or does it just come with
5: whatever happens? Super Bowl ring, man. Whatever comes with that, that's, that's all that matters. Anything else? One more thing. Yeah, sure. Do, do, you see a,
6: do you see a difference with this defense? Uh, just personnel, a lot of changes in the offseason with
5: this defense. It, it, it is, and I think I, I love how we're growing. There's no uh, hothead guys. It's just everybody's on the same page. So they have meaning high heads, because when you come to a new team, a guy really be quiet and really don't feel open to speak. That's what I mean by hot Because you, you come to a new team. Some people be shy and just don't take to other guys. But every new guy we brought in, they just been all open. Some people just be closed when they they, they uncomfortable with a new environment. But the, all the guys we brought in, they just seem like they willing and they open and they ready to go.
4: There are like three or four nuggets in there that are fantastic. Working backwards. Whenever he says we don't have any hotheads, everyone on the planet starts just screaming Marcus Peters at the top of their lungs. So it's important to hear the thing he said after that, which is that what he means is that whenever there there, there are guys that are coming in that are open, there aren't guys there aren't guys that are shut that join the Chiefs and then are kind of shut off to to new things and everything. All all these guys they brought in have been really willing to be a part of it. Marcus Peters is a hothead, but I I don't think that Justin Houston believes that, that getting rid of Marcus Peters actually helped this defense in 2018. I think that's silly.
1: Also, there was this one guy called Travis Kelsey who threw a flag at a ref.
4: I like whispering beards like silent silent reminder character. That was a that was a world premiere right there. What is that? I don't know, it just kinda happened. I no, I like it. I think the more characters that we can have you playing, the better this show's going to be. <laughs> Pretty soon, it's just going to be a soundboard. Whispering beards needs to have a Twitter account in the next twenty minutes. Oh gosh. Well, there's all the material you've got so far. Everything has to be in in that font that's like half point size. Not half point size, but like half of the usual Twitter font size. Um, yeah, like I mean, there there are, there are emotional dude deliver that room. I think you might have said the defense specifically, maybe to. To, to bat whispering beards away. We need to also need a name for whispering beards. Unpleasant reminder? That or, works. Or something reminder. I don't know if it's necessarily unpleasant. Cause that that actually, time it was. That's a remind, But no, I think that's a reminder that is good. I think that was a good reminder. But like whenever I go like, you know what, honestly, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 4,500 yards this year. Then Whispering Beerch goes, Well, I really haven't seen him play a game with uh, a, a professional offense surrounding him. We're really going up against a full first team defense. We don't really know if it's going to be that good or not. I don't know. I think that character has some legs. We'll, we'll flush it out. But so, hot headed thing notwithstanding, there are two things in that clip that I think are the most interesting. The second most interesting thing, I think, is that, that he says he wants to move around and find the weakest link that's what he wants to do and that's not necessarily surprising the thing that is slightly surprising um is that we've seen a lot of D Ford moving around in training camp so far and D Ford has had the most success as a Chiefs pass rusher whenever he has gone to the uh to the the left side of the defense which is going up against the right tackle on the opposing team whenever Justin Houston was hurt that was when D Ford would go up on the right side which is where Houston usually lined up or the left side the left side of the defense, the right side of the offense. And that was when D Ford was at his best. That was when D Ford was his most successful. And so we've seen them get moved around some now. And I don't know if for D Ford it was about picking on the weakest link himself, or if he simply had better bend going around that edge. I don't know. But whatever it is, I'd like to see them try to work it out a little bit. And it seems like Houston is is equally comfortable just about everywhere on the field because he is a tremendous football player. The most interesting thing from that clip is that he said he's basically been playing on one leg since he got hurt. And we've had conversations on this show many times where, where Seth Kaiser will have written his 47th piece on Justin Houston because you damn Twitter eggs won't won't get out of his mentions, calling him old and washed up. Houston, I mean, not Seth. You you are out there just talking about how Houston can't possibly, he's, he's, he's tripping up, he's losing his step, he can't possibly be the same rusher he was, and then Seth shows you clips of him looking like he has that burst still. But he wasn't as productive as we've seen him be. Playing on one leg would do that. And I think that it's important to hear Houston say that and to take that for what it is. Because even in that clip, Houston says he doesn't make excuses for things. He's not going to tell you going into the playoff game that he's worried that he's not going to be able to, to play at his full peak level because he's got, you know, one functioning leg. But in retrospect, he says that. I think that matters, and I am a tremendously interested in what Justin Houston is going to do this year. And right now, I would buy stock. I, maybe more than anybody else, because like, I, I think I got my Patrick Mahomes stock like as soon as they drafted him last year. I think if we're playing the stock market game, I think I have already pretty much sold my house that I've never owned to buy Patrick Mahomes stock. I'm pretty sure there was insider trading involved somehow. That's probably true. But I I think I think I I saved up for like 10 years looking for a quarterback for the Chiefs to draft. I saved up for like 10 years and put all of that in Pat bought all that in Patrick Mahomes stock. Now I'm like I'm like skipping meals now to make sure I can buy Justin Houston stock. I am I am Biking to and from work to save gas money so I can buy stock on of Justin Houston because I really think I really think he's about to give us a, a much more Justin Houston like season the way that we've grown to know him barring another injury of course that would be really depressing. In fact, at this point. I think Houston, maybe even, maybe more so than anyone other than Mahomes and Kelsey. I think losing to Houston to injury this year would be the third most depressing person on this team to lose to injury. Kendall Fuller's up there because the rest of that secondary is terrifying. Eric Berry is up there because everybody loves Eric Berry, and he's also a huge part of this team. And the safety position's not great. But, like... If if the Chiefs went and signed Eric Reed after losing Eric Berry, I would feel better than I would if they went and just started Tano Passanio every day. There is depth at the, at the pass rusher spot, so I don't really necessarily have to tell you who I would prefer to get a season-ending injury. That's not really the game I want to play. Um, but I just... The way I could have said this more simply is I'm really excited for 2018, Justin Houston. I'm less excited for 2018, Bob Sutton. But he is important to this conversation, and more than anyone else in this franchise other than Patrick Mahomes, and maybe more so than Patrick Mahomes, Bob Sutton, organizationally, has a microscope on him this year. At least he should. He does for me. If Patrick Mahomes looks like a rookie this season, then I'm going to be disappointed, and I will admittedly be surprised. I don't want to tell you that, yeah, you know what, if, if Mahomes throws 20 picks, no big deal. Saw all that coming. No, it's fine. I'm okay with that. Would, it will be sad, and I will be i will be sad, and I will be a little surprised. But Bob Sutton, I think, has the most pressure on him as far as a guy who is losing his job at the end of this year if he's not better. And this offseason, the Chiefs did a fascinating thing with Bob Sutton. They said, All right, Bob, here's what we're going to do. We evaluated everything. We listened to you. We looked at the tape. We have turned over half of this defense. In fact, Beers, can I get some music? I want to play a game. Chiefs, Titans, playoff game, box score. I think I might have played this game at some point earlier this offseason. Yep, 22-21. That's about right. I'm, uh, ooh, ESPN would be great. Nope. Okay, Google. Let's not do that. Oh, did I set off my phone by saying I did? I was talking to Google on my computer, not trying to activate the assistant. We're almost there. Here's what I'm doing, for the record, since we're out of music. No, never mind. Beard is out here DJing. Oh, God. Okay, please stop. This is not the best way to do this, but it's the easiest way I have right now. We can go through and try to do some of the uh, some of the other stats in a different way. But for now, by by tackles in the playoff game, most to just going down the line, okay? Beards, can you count whenever there is a guy who is still on the roster for me? No. I mean, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. But I need sure. you to keep count. Yeah, I can do that. Reggie Raglin still on the roster. We right. want people that
1: are on the roster. You're correct?
4: marking on the roster. I'm okay. holding not on the roster. Okay. You could use your fingers, probably. We're not going to get past mm-hmm. 10. Well, will do it. Okay. Derek Johnson, gone. Frank Zombo on the roster, but not starting. Leave yourself another little... Put a third category. Put an asterisk. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, gone. Ron Parker, gone. Marcus Peters, gone. Darrell Rivas, gone. Daniel Sorensen on the team. Steven Nelson on the team. Justin Houston on the team. Jehu Cheston is a special teamer. I'm not counting him because this isn't defense. Chris Jones is there. Justin Hamilton, gone. Terrence Smith, gone. Eric Murray had a tackle in this game. Marcus Kemp is a special teamer. Alan Bailey, Benny Logan's gone. In the top ten here, Ragland here, Johnson gone, Zombo here, Pierre-Lewis gone, Parker gone, Peters gone, Revis gone. Of those seven leading tacklers in the playoff game, Five of them are not on this team anymore. Sorensen's here, Nelson's here, Houston's here, but uh, those are the guys leading this team in in tackles in that game. I'd like to get. I'm trying to get the just like the starting lineup here, even if I can. I don't know. I'll I'll do it while Bob Sutton's talking. That would make more sense. I should have done it in the first place, but I wanted to make the point. The Chiefs have given. They haven't just given Bob Sutton another chance. They're not giving, and this is, by the way, this is the way to do it. This is the correct way to do what the Chiefs are doing. They're not giving, I'm so worked up about, why am I so worked up about this? They're not giving Bob Sutton another, they're not giving him a redo. Because I think, and I think that would be stupid. To say, hey, Bob, take the same cast of characters, try again, would be, I think, a fool's errand. What they're doing instead. Is giving him a new defense and say all right Bob go get him try it with this now and Bob Sutton's being given that chance I don't feel great about it I'm not apoplectic about it but they the Chiefs very much sent the message of we didn't like our personnel we did like our defensive coordinator let's see how this season goes Sutton talked this weekend out at training camp, and he started off by talking about which of the young guys he's most interested in seeing this upcoming preseason game.
6: Uh, well, I, I would think, uh, honestly, all of them. You know, we all, we, we're all interested in seeing what the, what the new guys can do, and, um, you know, we, obviously we've got a lot of young guys. Uh, uh, young guys and new guys, I'll put it like that, that, you know, we haven't had a chance to see and uh, play in, uh, in the Chiefs headgear. So I think we're, we're excited about that. But I, I, I just think all of them, honestly, at this stage, because until you really get out there and game you're never quite sure exactly uh, how they're going to respond and what they're going to do, and you know how you're going to deal with the first time adversity hits you. You know, as an individual player, I didn't play the play right, or I got beat, or whatever. And can I come back and, and still have the, the confidence and belief in myself uh, that you need? So uh, you know, I think it, it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be exciting for for all the coaches and the players. That being said.
1: Can
6: you assume speaks would be at the top. Or well, the yeah, top? He, Many yeah, he, would, uh, yeah, there's a lot of them I'm interested in. You know, uh, you know, we've we got a lot of uh, rookie uh, defensive players as you just set up that way uh, this year, as it turned out. So we got all those guys, which is a few more than you normally have. So we got we got several guys, but definitely, you know, Breland, really we want to see what he can do. Uh, he and Dorian and Daniels, we wanna see what he can do. Uh, Trey Smith, I think's come along really well. He's gonna, I think, be an interesting guy there. Um, we got Watts back, you know. He just uh, yesterday I think, was his first day back, so there's, there's a bunch of those guys that I think will be, um, <coughs> excuse me, that I think will be fun to watch. Are you ready? As far as speech goes.
1: We're still, kind of learning a new position. Yeah. Um, what, I know you like to put limits on a guy, but what, what's
6: reason for expect? I, I think. In season? Yeah, I, th- I think he's a, a guy. He's grasped the information. Uh, I think uh, really well for someone that really hasn't been involved in that kind of uh, position. So, uh, from from what we've seen in OTAs and what we've seen out here in this short period. Um, you know, I, I think the guy can go in and play, I mean, play and from a coverage standpoint, uh, he, he has some natural uh, ability there, you know, just uh, understanding what's happening. And then, of course, uh, you know, I think he can rush. He's, a, he's a, <laughs> I think, a valuable rush guy Can rush either inside and or outside. So he gives us some flexibility this sort of dovetails into that. in mm-hmm. better position to get sack totals up this year. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't. I, I, you know, sacks are um, uh, to me are interesting. I mean, they're, they're, they're not the we love to have a million sacks. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, but the most important thing to us is always protecting the field. You know, that that's the key the, the deal, and that 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 certainly comes from pressure. Sacks are one way to do it. Uh, you've got to do it sometimes to take coverage, sometimes disguise, whatever it is that you want to affect the quarterback. Obviously, you can affect the timing. Of it. You don't have to sack him. As long as you're moving it and making him get
2: off that spot, of it, you can affect it. You talked about not just young guys but new guys. Yeah. Uh, Pitching, in this short period of time being home, is there anything you've been able to pick up with maybe in to see or surprised to me.
6: Um, no, I would say we were excited for him. He's exactly the guy we thought we'd get. You know, uh, Hitch is a—he's uh, uh, a all-consumed football guy. He's, he's all football, uh, great competitor, great student of the game, <clears throat> uh, just uh, great preparation. Just guy prepares and uh, does a tremendous job. Uh, physical, uh, highly competitive guy, and uh, I-, I think he's exactly the guy we thought. He would get and he's demonstrated so far as he is. I
5: think. Looking at Robert Golden, he's mm-hmm. a new guy as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty vocal. Had a hard hit today. How is he kind of developing and meshing? Well,
6: yeah, way? I think uh, Robert is a is a veteran guy. He's, you know, been around. Uh, been a good teams player, done a lot of things, uh, again, really knowledgeable, uh, has really good awareness, helping a lot of the young guys out back there, you know, with, from calling splits to formations, all those things that, that comes with experience that he has, so um, anytime you get a veteran guy that, that uh, is vocal like that, I think it's, uh, it, it not only helps just the back end guys, but it helps everybody, you
1: know? Because you have Justin Houston on the right and D Ford on the left. What's
6: the thought process Just we're just moving them around, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're gonna they play just like last year. They'll play both sides, They'll play both inside and outside. And
1: then right now you have uh, a league way to How do you evaluate job
6: I think he's done a really good job. I mean, we have got a couple of guys. Uh, T. Smith has stepped up in there and done sure. a really, I mean, a really good job. It's unfortunate we, you know, we didn't get Reggie right away, but uh, the, the plus side of that, some of these other guys got to come in here and kind of take advantage of these opportunities and, and get a chance to, to play with all the first-team guys and that, so that's the thing. But I, but I think Ligway's done a really nice job.
4: It's a lot of Bob Sutton. That's Bob Sutton from training camp this weekend. Um, and there's some stuff in there that's really interesting. I think maybe the most interesting thing is how um, – how confident he sounded in breathing speaks being ready to play like now. Like there's you know, changing positions, new team, new situation, new league. It's like, no, it seems like he can play. It's comfortable in coverage, rush the passer, it's good. Like, okay, Bob, all right. Confident Bob Sutton. What's up, baby? Love it. But uh to to finish the point that I was making before. Uh, Sutton spoke there I went through and just did this from memory so forgive me if I've got anything that I'm missing also I'm giving you the I'm giving the Chiefs defense 12 defensive starters because of how often they're in a sub package but I wanted to there, there are 12 there are twelve guys who I think you could say are the 12 guys that get the most run um, although also Kevin Pierre-Lewis was on this roster hold on wait wait just a gosh darn second I have too many tabs open. Kevin Pierre-Lewis got a lot of run in this game. Anyway, here's the point. Let's, let's... Kevin Pierre-Lewis being the fourth leading tackler on this team in the playoff game, just simply looking at the defense from the playoff loss, alright? And giving you 14 defensive players who really mattered in this game. Here's where that, that team has gone now. Of those four, 13 sort of pseudo-starters, Benny Logan is gone. Marcus Peters is gone. Kevin Pierre-Lewis is gone. Derek Johnson is gone. Darrell Rivas is gone. Justin Houston was hurt and is now healthy. Eric Murray was starting and is now backup. Frank Zamba was starting and is a backup again. Alan Bailey, Chris Jones, Reggie Ragland, Justin Houston, Steven Nelson, Daniel Sorensen are probably the six guys staying in the same spot. And again, I'm not sure about Sorensen, and Houston's coming back from injury. And Nelson's sort of going to a new spot, being the, the number one outside, or, you know, being one of the outside guys. Half of this defense is different. Of those 13 guys that rotate through, it's it's like six staying in the same spot and seven guys who have either been demoted or cut. That is wild for a team that is just in the playoffs. Half of your roster is different defensively now. d Ford, Eric Barry coming back off of IR. You draft Breland Speaks. You bring in Xavier Williams and Derek Naughty for the middle of the defense. Kendall Fuller in for Marcus Peters. David Emerson, I guess, for Darrell Rivas. Or, or really, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably about right. So it's Ford in for uh, Ford in for Zombo on the edge. Also, Breland Speaks in for Zombo on the edge. Ragland is still there. Anthony Hitchens comes in for Derek Johnson. Also is going to get Kevin Pierre-Lewis' snaps. Those guys are, because uh, KPL would come in for Ragland in those situations for the most part. Houston back from injury. Eric Murray is a backup whenever Barry comes back. Daniel Sorensen's probably in the same spot. Don't love it. That is not an accident. That is extremely, extremely purposeful. So this this amount of defensive turnover, looking at how different this defense is right now compared to what this defense was and the playoff loss to the Titans shows you what Brett Veach took away from last year's Chiefs defense. I don't know that he loved what Bob Sutton did. I'm guessing he probably didn't because it didn't work very well. But this defense has a huge influx of talent. And I would say they've gotten better. I don't want to say influx of talent. A huge amount of turnover. And I think they're better with Williams and Nadi over Logan. I think they're worse without Marcus Peters, even with Kendall Fuller being there. It's not by a lot, but it's by a little. Hitchens, 2018 Hitchens over 2018 Derek Johnson's an upgrade. They're getting better at Justin Houston's spot because he's healthy. They're getting better with another year of Reggie Ragland. They're getting better with Ford or Speaks in for Zombo. They're getting better over Darrell Rivas by Steven Nelson being that guy outside. Um, in the slot, are they getting better? Or the third corner, are they better with uh, Amerson coming in? Uh, not really. Um, but it's, it's, obviously it's Fuller in the slot. So that one's kind of up in the air. Sorensen is the same. They're getting better when Eric Berry comes in for Eric Murray. They're getting better whenever Kevin Pierre-Lewis isn't there to come on the field and you, get, you can just leave Hitchens there. Uh, and they're the, the same with Alan Bailey, and better with another year, Chris Jones, because tri- Chris Jones looks downright freaking lean right now. He looks like he could tear you in half. So what's that? Of these thirteen positions I've created, the Chiefs are better at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're they're worse at one. Pretty much the same at a couple, two or three. The defense is better. I don't even think that's arguable. It's crazy, but it's it's true. Now we all cross our fingers and pray to God that the Chiefs are right, and this was about the personnel and not about Bob Sutton.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers
1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group.
3: prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is almost entirely sports with Joshua Briscoe.
1: Jaron on the Facebook page comments, <laughs> Mahomes' handsomeness is too raw. He needs more time. <laughs> on 1510
3: AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page.
4: One of the things I wanted to do with the uh, Facebook live stream, as always, and you can watch the show on the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. You can just listen. You can pop it open in a tab and just listen to it in the background. Commercial free. Nothing but elevator music and the breaks. You can also watch the show there. And one of the things that I wanted to do uh, on Facebook more was to uh, was to be able to bring people into the in-break conversations... Because sometimes the show we do during the breaks is better than the show we're actually doing. And I'm occasionally reminded of how I'd like to just turn the mics on during commercial breaks in that way. But we just can't. Like, I don't know, maybe every other commercial break we could get away with? Also, I guess that's partially because of the framework of this show that, like... That as uh, as anything that we can say on the air, we're probably going to, anyway. So maybe maybe that isn't really going to help. By the way, do you see that the Bears and uh, Roquan Smith are quote at a or at a quote stalemate? He was the eighth overall pick, and it, it's apparently going to the new helmet rules that we talked a little bit about uh, yesterday. And the Bears are saying that they want to be able to get some of his guaranteed money back if he gets. Ejected, maybe multiple times, we don't really know, for like leading with the top of his head, which is now illegal in the NFL. And Smith wants to be assured that the Bears aren't going to try to get that guaranteed money back if he is suspended with this new rule. That is that the, that is keeping the Bears from signing the number eight overall pick. They're at a stalemate. And just gonna wait for one of them to blink, I guess. It's crazy, man. I that helmet rule is going to be really difficult for everyone. But this story is is pretty nuts. Cause now what? What's next? What do they do? What's next on the line here? They're just gonna not pay him. Or they're gonna just leave the number eight pick unsigned. What happens if they just don't? Eventually, they're going to sign him. They're eventually going to just get it done. But I hope he does. I hope that that Smith isn't the one that has to to bend on this rule because he shouldn't have to. On the, I mean, on the contract, he shouldn't have to because of this rule. That's crazy. And I understand the Bears wanting to be able to get their money back whatever if a guy is suspended but if he's suspended for a new tackling rule i i understand wanting the assurance that you're not getting that money back like i don't think he wants to be suspended and if you're suspended oftentimes it it costs you that you know it comes with a fine usually that costs you that paycheck but the idea that they would try to get extra guaranteed money in like taken back out of that deal if he is suspended under that rule is wild to me. That was me stalling. My beards went and let his girlfriend into the radio station. Because he keeps bringing her here. I don't know how she keeps seeing how this place works. And and sticks around. Also. Um, I, I thought Charlie might have been talking to her. And then I saw a very manly hand and forearm. Sort of fling its way into my line of vision, and I thought, oh man, Beard's girlfriend has really been, I guess, working out? That's not... <laughs> that's, I don't know. Like, listen, I'm i am all the way down. Oh, now he's flexing. I'm all the way down with breaking some gender norms. I'm totally fine with that. I was just sort of startling. Go, like, oh, she has hair on her knuckles. Weird. I guess if you're into that Beard, that's fine, man. Like, that's okay, but... Oh, no, that's Jason. Okay, we're good. Oh, she's here also! Hey, can I see the back of your hand really quick? Just stick your, just stick your hand, just stick your hand out. Stick, stick. Back, I need the back of the hand. Turn your hand over. No hair, no hair on her knuckles. Just Jason. All right, I thought maybe we had found. I don't know. One of Beard's really, really special traits that he was looking for in a mate. I don't know. Would that be a deal breaker now, Beard's? If, if CDR came in one day with just just hairy, hairy knuckles.
1: It would be strange, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you can't say that
4: it would be bad because she's standing there. Because if you say yes, then she's going to go, oh, wait a second. So you, you, if, I, if all of a sudden, if I grew hair out of my knuckles, you would just bail on me? It'd be strange. And of course it would be strange. But what's the next step after going, well, that's strange? You can't, you can't be like, hey, hey, babe, could you shave your knuckles, please? It's gross. That's that feels wrong. That feels like a bad request. But also, it would be strange. You're strangely silent on this topic, beards. So what audio do you want to listen to next from Chiefs Camp? I don't. I'd like to stay on this topic for a minute. Let's go to Chris Conley. Chris Conley is always really interesting. And this is just like three minutes, 340. 340, right, Beards? Charlie sure, just asked if you thought Chris Conley shaves his knuckles. Um, I didn't notice one way or another. He, he did have a new haircut that I hadn't seen before. Kind of like a big, kind of like a uh, fro-mohawk kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Doing the same thing tomorrow. I don't have quite the I don't have the right texture. It would be it would be a disaster. I would look like I was in a Blink one eighty two cover band.
1: Charlie says you already look like that.
4: Yep. Well, walked into that one, I guess. That's fine. I think we could actually do better than a Blink 182 cover band for what I actually look like. I've never seen a Blink One Eighty Two guy member in a Hawaiian shirt. I feel like I look like I'm in a I'm in a the main cover band. Maybe some 303. Who else? Who's I I, uh, remember either Boys Like Girls or um, Metro Station. Do you guys remember Metro Station? Charlie made a face when I said Metro Station. Sing it, Charlie. Sing it.
2: I don't know who that is.
4: Shake, 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 shake it. That was their one song. You didn't hear that song? Beards, go find it. Charlie, go download the song. That's our bump music. Next segment. Is it in the system? There's no way that Metro Station Shake It is in the system. Okay, listen up. I don't care how we make this happen. Is it in the system? Uh, not that I see. Okay. Play Chris Conley and then go get that song. Uh, this is Chris Connolly from training camp this weekend um, on how his movie shoot in Kansas City went and the importance of having some off-field interests. He gave you some really interesting stuff here about the importance of having things in your life that aren't just football. And also towards the end, he has a great quote here on uh, Kendall Fuller.
2: Went well. Yeah, went really well. We wrapped on a two-day shoot. Now we're in post-production. Should be a couple months, and then we'll have something to
5: share. How important is it to do something like that before you go up here and you're in training camp and it's kind of football 24
2: I think it's important, because um, I think everyone on this field is a multifaceted person. Uh, they have different talents. You may not know them, but uh, I get a chance to see some of those in the locker room. And I'm, I'm really proud of guys when they share those talents, when they cultivate and develop them, because they're a whole person. Was it important for you to do that in Kansas City well, yeah, you know, I feel like the people of Kansas City have been great fans. They've been great to me, uh, and it was really an opportunity for me to see who was working in the film industry here in the city, and the people that I partnered with were awesome. Uh, the shoot went smoothly. We got a lot of great footage, and uh, I'm just excited to showcase something, uh, something one of my passions, but really shot in Kansas City, a shot with people. Kansas. Chris, is, I'm sorry. Sure I was going to say it was that help you at all in terms of just, you know, dealing with the other kind like getting back physically? I mean, was
6: it a distraction? Was it something that needed, you needed? Know, uh, you know,
2: I don't think something that's an investment into your future is necessarily a distraction. Uh, you know, it's, it didn't directly help me prepare for the football season, if that's the question you're asking. Well, I meant
1: more of a distraction from, you know,
2: the questions you might have had about your health. Oh, uh, no, not not at all. No, that's that's priority number one. You know, this is my job uh, at the end of the day. Uh, that's something that I want to do down the road in the future. So as long as I can give my attention when I need to to football and making sure my body's in the right space and I'm ready for camp and I had some time left over, uh, I can spend it on my part. It, it's been a few days, Chris, but Pat being the quarterback now, we need you guys. just What have you noticed seeing things that you want to necessarily work with and get better at? Uh, You know, I've noticed that this guy is willing to learn. I think every day you come out here, there's something else that you can add to that list of things that we want to work on. And he's really taking that list and you can tell that he's working on it. You know, he's completely a different quarterback now than he was on the first day. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing that he's able to take that coaching that he wants to communicate, that he'll come over when we're not on the field and communicate with his receivers and say, hey, what are you guys seeing? This is what I'm thinking on this and really telling us where he wants where he kind of wants to move and mold the offense. So that's a good thing. I think it's something that will continue to develop with time. Uh, And I think that the preseason, getting in a game environment will help too. Uh, So I'm excited to see him on a game day.
1: Chris, can you talk about the drill? You guys have been playing against
6: air for most of the off season, especially with you being hurt. To get the pads on, to have a guy in your face, one-on-one, they're yelling, your guys are yelling. What's that like out
2: there? Uh, It's it's an adrenaline rush. But uh, it's something that helps you remember, hey, You don't get in the football position, your hips aren't low, and you're not loaded, you'll get run over. Uh, And so that's a good time to learn this now rather than in a preseason game when you're on the kickoff return team and someone's coming full speed down at you. So um, I think it's good. It's good competition. It's always healthy out here. And our guys, you know, there's not too much ego. We can pick each other up, we can coach each other up, and we can go back and do the win. Kendall Fuller, just what
1: were you seeing from him on the other side of it just evaluating him?
2: Uh, Kendall Fuller, uh, he's a baller, man. Uh, He's got good feet, he's got patience. Uh, he can play inside and out. I'm really excited to see him on our defense this year. He's made me better. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations coming over on the side, whether I beat him or he's beat me on a play, and we just talked it out and said, hey, this is why I did what I did. Uh, this is what I'm thinking here. Uh, and it's, it's really, you know, he's a vet. He's a vet to the point where he knows that us having those conversations may give me more tools to beat him in practice, but it's going to make us better as a team.
4: Lots of stuff there from Chris Conley. I love the stuff that like helps you realize the NFL players are actual people, human beings that have other interests in lives and, and everything. Um, I was going to ask Conley if he would share with us some of the other guys' talents that we don't know about. I wish I would have. I didn't. Um, it went somewhere else really quickly. But the thing at the end that was interesting about Kendall Fuller um, and, and how they're working together in training camp um, to make each other better, even at the expense of how they look at, against each other in practice um, – all of that can go to hell, though, because whenever we come back, I'm going to make you listen to that Metro Station song. And also, Beards watched two episodes of Queer Eye last night, and I just found out. You are
3: listening to Almost Entirely Sports.
4: This has been the most technically challenging week of this show's existence. Fair?
1: Beyond fair. Beyond fair. Like, it's a blowout. Run away. Run mm-hmm. away.
4: Unanimous MVP. The unanimous worst technical week in the history of this show. Not even Beard's
3: fault. With Joshua Briscoe. Oh, and I will tell you whenever it's Beard's fault. Thank you. On ESPN Kansas City. Here it is. We
4: might listen to this whole song. Let's drop. It's the most. It's the most 2000 song that I think exists. No, oh, this is. You're gonna have to. Whenever the lyrics kick in, you got to bring it up. I should have had Charlie cue it up to the chorus. This not ringing any bells. This is iconic. Not for me. I'll take you home if you don't leave me at the front door. Your body's cold, but girl, we're getting so warm. I was thinking of ways that I could get inside. The door, presumably. Turn it up. Big, big surprise. This is a good show. Come on! Nope. This is this is it.
0: Nothing. This gives you nothing.
4: Not really. You've never heard this before? Don't think so. It's so lyrically. It's so lyrically beautiful. It's like a, this is this is poetry. All right, cut it right now, quick. <laughs> we're we're getting verse two gets slightly more questionable, on like an FCC level. I'm glad that we did that. Okay, so while the Chris Conley audio was playing, CDR, which is just your name forever now. Sorry, I don't it does exist. I can't call you anything else. It's weird. Makes Beards hit the button so where she can talk to me from the the control room, and says, "Guess what? I got Beards to watch two episodes of last night." Did you say Beards? I know she didn't say Beards. I do have questions about if you could just call him Beards. I don't want to know. I want to pretend that you do. I want to pretend that you are CDR and that he is Beards and everything in this universe. This is exactly how I would build it. And then so my first guest was Queer Eye, and she said that was accurate. So I have several questions now, Beards. Which two episodes did you watch? You are going to have to turn on your microphone to answer that question. Well, first I was going to cough, so I
1: was going to make sure I didn't do that in the microphone, so then you'd yell at me. I, well, I'm yelling at you anyway. Um, Joke's on you. It, fair. Um, one of them was, ooh, I need to turn that back on. Uh, one of them was, uh, the, it was like a Middle Eastern guy. So we're in season two. I don't know. Are we in season
4: two? Were you, were you watching season two? In season two. Okay. Okay. The guy who was eating sunflower seeds and putting them into the frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the 18 year old kid that was, lived with his godmother or whatever. That was like a singer. Oh, with his name on the back of his jacket. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. Had you seen these two episodes already? Or were you watching it for the first... Okay, you guys were all watching this for the first time. Have you watched the rest of Queer Eye CDR? No, this is this is your... You started with those two episodes? Well, she's seen more of it than... Okay. I yeah. watched first season. Okay. So you've seen almost all of it.
0: Yeah.
4: Okay. Honestly, those were two of my least favorite episodes of the whole show. So, Beards, if you didn't like it, this is, this is me saying you don't have any excuses. Although, there is a moment... With the kid with his name bedazzled on the back of a suit jacket where Karamo reads the book and there's like a song about butts or whatever. That was life-changing and just horrifying. Did not expect that. Um, but we have several questions here, Beards. Who was your favorite cast member uh, two episodes in?
1: I don't know. I don't really have one.
4: You gotta have one.
1: Uh... Go with the food guy. Okay.
4: His name was Anthony, first of all. You don't sound appropriately excited about it. You've got to watch all of it. You've got, it's too good. It will, it'll, it'll change your life for the better. It's not going to change. You're not going to be rocked to your core as a person just watching it. And honestly, I, whenever I saw there was a casting call for season three, I'm disappointed about the fact that I didn't believe it and that I thought it was just like a scam or just like somebody wasting people's times. Um, because I absolutely would have tried to sign you up for this and they would have shaved your beard and we would have had to come up with a new name for you and it would have been horrifying but Jonathan absolutely would have shaved your beard he would have put some damn pomade in your hair and would have thrown out all your hoodies so you would have hated it he would have, Beards would have hated this experience so it's probably for the best that I didn't try to make this happen but I'm so upset that I, that I didn't Will you watch more of it Beards? If she's watching it, then I'm there, then probably. So what you just said is that if you are prisoner to it, you won't close your eyes and put headphones on. Yeah, basically. I'm so disappointed. Rebecca, thank you for trying. I'll also keep trying. I feel like both of us have a lot to gain in a new and improved Beards McFly. I feel like if we could just, and not we're not trying to change you to your core. Just, you know, a little pomade hair, a little, well, yeah, a little pomade here, a little fringe tuck there, cuff the sleeves a little bit, worth a try. Chief uh, Central's on 810 tonight. we we'll are back with this show tomorrow. Special surprise. Bye, Mom.
3: You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe.